but it's all about with the backlinks getting on sites that are related to what you're doing. That's the most important thing is not just trying to be everywhere, but just trying to be on sites that are related to what you're doing. The more related, the better. So relevancy is really important with these backlinks. If I'm on like a podcast about doctors, that might be a little strange. I mean, I might be able to share tips about how they can market themselves, but in general, if the majority of my backlinks came from doctors, Google's going to think I'm a doctor or a health-related website. So it's okay to have a couple, but if the majority of them are from obscure random sites, that's going to throw off Google's algorithm as well. So relevancy is very, very important. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Lead, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead-generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full-service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. Today on the podcast, we have Brandon. Brandon is going to be talking to us all about SEO and Google. And I know we had an episode recently about optimizing past episodes for search engines. This time with Brandon, we're going to be talking more about optimizing your podcast written content as well as website content to ensure that you are making the most for SEO on your podcast. This is a really great conversation. If you are someone who is using your podcast as a way to funnel people into your business, whether that's get them on your nurture sequence, your email list, or in your Facebook group, or you're looking to really take the people that you send to your podcast, you send to your website onto that next step with you. We also talk about Google ads, how long it takes for them to actually kick in and figure out if they're working or not or some other ways that you could potentially push paid traffic to your podcast. So without further ado, join me in welcoming Brandon to the show. Hello, Brandon. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. If you could start by telling everyone who you are, what you do, and about your show. My name is Brandon Liebowitz, and I help people get more traffic to their website using search engine optimization. So got my degree in business marketing, and the first job I got out of school was helping a company out with their digital marketing. I don't really know much about it. They said, don't worry, we don't know much either. We're going to take you to classes and workshops and seminars and learning alongside with you. And this is back in 2007. So I was happy to get a job out of school and decided to check it out. And after working there for a few months, just realized everyone's probably going to have a website in the future. And there's lots of different ways to get traffic using paid ads, social media, email marketing, SEO. It all works, but I just focus more on the SEO side of things because it's a way to get free traffic and who doesn't want free traffic? So over the years, I worked at different advertising agencies as a director of SEO and before work or after work and on my lunch breaks, I work on my own company and built that up to where I was able to eventually quit my job and focus solely on this, helping people get more traffic to the website using SEO and teach classes. And during the pandemic, I teach them online or in person. So I teach them online and realized when I teach classes online through Zoom, it records audio and video separately. So I thought, why not just take the content, make it into a video content, put it up on YouTube, but take the audio and make it into a podcast kind of ish, even though it's me teaching classes, but it's kind of a podcast because I put up on the podcast site and I guess podcast could be really whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be interviews or talk about one thing. It could be just someone teaching. So that's what I did. For about a year, and then I put up all on YouTube so people can watch it anytime or all the major platforms. But if they want to see step by step how to do it, I'd say go on YouTube, 
search my name, Brandon Leibowitz, and you can find all those videos right there. I love that. So if someone's like, okay, I'm new to this. <laughs> what in the world is SEO? Why is it important? Yeah, so SEO is search engine optimization. And that means ranking websites in the different search engines, whether it's Google, Amazon is a search engine, Spotify has a search. So anywhere where you could search, trying to optimize that. So you show up at the top with Google. The way it works is there's ads at the top. Those are all paid ads right below the ads are the organic results. There's 10 spots on that first page of Google. And SEO is just trying to get you in those 10 spots. So you're getting free traffic. So you're not paying Google every time someone clicks on your ad because the ads work, but they get quite expensive. Anytime someone clicks on those ads, it can be a couple cents per click. could be a couple dollars per click. could be a couple hundred dollars for one click. So the ads get a little pricey, but it's all about making sure you get a positive return on ad spend. And if you're making more than you're putting in, I wouldn't say stop the ads, but the SEO is just a more long-term play where you're just going to get that traffic indefinitely. If you stop doing SEO, you're not going to just disappear. You stop running paid ads, you're gone. Mm, Yeah, that's good to know. Especially I've seen a lot of people talk lately about running Facebook ads, running ads to their podcast. So let's talk about that before we go into like the SEO side. Are ads good for podcasting? So I personally would feel that they're not, but I'm also not in the ad space, right? Like I don't do ads for our clients. We're more on the organic traffic, the SEO stuff, getting them on other people's shows so that way they can bring people back into their sphere, things like that. But you obviously have a lot more experience on the ad side. Do you think that a podcast works for Google ads? Or maybe is there some other content that we can create from our podcast that could potentially work as Google ad? Well, Google ads could potentially work, but it's just about knowing who your audience is and are people searching on Google for a podcast? Maybe, probably not, but maybe some people might. So you capture that traffic, but there's a lot of other ads that you can run through Google where, so Google owns YouTube, so you could have YouTube ads. So if you have your podcast on video, then maybe put some ads to that because with YouTube, you get 30 seconds free ad space. So if somebody watches your YouTube video ad for 29 seconds and then skips it, you don't pay a penny. After 30 seconds, then you pay like 10 cents, which is much cheaper than the search ads. You could also run banner ads. So those banners, anywhere you see them on the internet, 99% of the time, it's going to be through Google ads because Google's pretty much partnered with every website on the internet. So if you see those ads, those banner ads, those are also very cheap because people don't really click them. They just see you. So it keeps you top of mind. And those are really good for remarketing. Like anyone that's been to your website and didn't listen to a podcast episode, you could follow them around with your podcast or anyone that did go to your website and listen to like 30 seconds of a podcast episode. You could follow them around and be like, Hey, you didn't finish the rest of this episode and get really granular with the targeting. But it's all about the targeting, just knowing who your audience is and how receptive are they? Because I feel like most people really aren't going to be searching on Google, but there might be some people. And if you capture that traffic, that'd be great. But trying YouTube and bad ads and all the other ones that Google offers would be great. Social, you could test that out as well. Trying out like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, TikTok ads and see if those work. But it's all about kind of just testing, seeing what works, pushing more money to that, pulling money away from what's not working. Yeah. And that's to me sounds like it's not something that you're going to turn on and then the next day you're going to see incredible results, right? Like how long should someone be trying and testing out these ads in order to determine, hey, is this working or is it really not? Yeah, I'd probably spend a couple thousand dollars to really test it out because you're only spending $50 or $100, that's not enough data to make statistically informed decisions. So 
the more traffic you're getting, the more data you're going to get, and the better you're going to be able to make a decision about what's working versus just guessing. Yeah, that's so important to kind of have a number to that, right? Instead of arbitrary ideas of like, eh, you know, figure it out, right? <laughs> like Having a number really helps. I think people say, okay, is this something that I actually want to invest in? Is this something that I have the capacity to invest in financially, emotionally, like all that stuff to be able to put effort into ad? Moving over to the SEO side. So what are some things for the podcast that like very basic level metadata description titles of the episodes that we should be considering when we're creating this written content for our podcast well you should definitely make sure that the podcast file name is something descriptive don't just upload it with like whatever the file name is or for images too or videos or audio any type of content google can't read that yet we're getting better but they rely on text so whatever the file name is that's really important. So naming it with descriptive words before you upload it is going to really help out. Same with the images. That's going to really help out. If you can't transcribe the video or the audio, that's going to help out as well. If it's really long, like 30 minutes or an hour, it might be tough to transcribe all that. So you could timestamp it and make little like chapters, sections, and that will also help for the user where they're like, oh, I just want to get to this section. Then they could have that timestamp and know quickly. So make it kind of like an outline of what the episode's about. It's going to really help out. But any way to add more text into that page is going to help out because search engines feed off text. So the title of your episode should be about 60 characters. After that, most platforms stop looking at it, but you want to try to put as many keywords as possible without repeating yourself. You don't need to put the same keyword multiple times. If you're putting the word and, you probably don't want to put the word and. You want to use an and for sand sign. Any way to save space because you only get so much space before they're going to stop looking at that title. And then just trying to fill that up as much as possible. If you have a website, throw it up on your website, making individual pages for each blog podcast episode should have its own page because each page can only target a few keywords. So if you're trying to rank for lots of different keywords, it's going to be tough if you don't have many pages. Each page can only target about three to five words after that loses relevancy to Google. So the more pages you have on your website, the more keywords you have to rank for it and the more opportunities you have to show up. Plus, if you're posting a podcast on Spotify, then you give it to someone that was a guest. They're going to share that Spotify link, which is just helping Spotify get more traffic. Or if you post it on YouTube and you share that YouTube, you're just helping YouTube get more traffic, which is not ideal. You want to send people to your website because you own your website. You have full control of it. If you're sending someone to YouTube, there's ads, there's other videos, there's abstractions. It's too easy to get lost in there or any social media. You want to always put it on your website and have individual pages for each episode. Then you share that to somebody and they're going to probably share that link on social media. They might blog about it. So you get an SEO backlink and it's going to be the best because the way SEO works is you can build a website, but Google doesn't care what you put on the website. They're never going to rank a website without you building trust up. And the way to build trust is by getting what are called backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you. The more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google gives to you. And then they look at those keywords on your website, but it doesn't work the other way around. If you don't have backlinks, you're not going to be able to rank on Google. And if you're doing podcasts, you already got this low-hanging fruit where you already have all these guests that you've had on your podcast episode. If you give them a dedicated page on your website, they're going to want to share that link to their audience. They might blog about it, and you're going to get backlinks, social signals, and it's going to just help you get more traffic to your website, which is ultimately what we all want is more traffic to our website. Podcasting, everything else is just a way to get more people to your website. Social media, just getting people to your website, essentially. That's really what it's made for. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people don't 
realize this, right? That podcasting, yes, it's great and it's fantastic. But as business owners who are looking to find more organic traffic, right? It is so important that we do have those blog posts on our website, that we do have those links in there sharing it, that we are sharing those links with our guests and giving them everything they need to be able to push this forward, right? I don't know how many times I have seen, especially on LinkedIn, like right now I'm spending a lot of time on LinkedIn and seeing someone share their Apple podcast link drives me bananas because one, you're a business owner. You should not be sharing your Apple podcast link. Someone's going to click over there and get distracted by, oh, my new show about true crime is on. I'm going to go listen to that. Like you're pulling them away from you, right? But then also, not everyone uses Apple Podcasts to actually listen to podcasts. I know I don't. Not an Apple user. I usually use Spotify to listen to podcasts or I will go listen on someone's website. So either of those things. So if you're posting an Apple Podcast link, most likely I will not go out of my way to have to go find the app that I listen on. But if it's your website, you have good copy on there that's telling me this is what the episode's about. Maybe you even have most of the episode written out if it's like an informational kind of thing. Then I can read that. And if I want to listen to the whole conversation, then I can on your website. Or I might be more inclined to look it up on my app, right? So like getting people to your website and tying that back into the Google ads, right? So you mentioned at the beginning if someone does go to your podcast page, you want to kind of follow them around, right? On where they're seeing these ads, you and like people have issues with this too, right? Of like, oh, well, I just clicked on this thing. And then now I'm seeing ads for it all over the place. I love it personally, because I am someone who is like, oh, I was looking at those shorts, and I really wanted those shorts. And I ended up going off of it because life parenting, business, stuff happens, right? Like you get off the website and you're like, oh man, I really wanted those things, but now I can't remember what website it was. You're going to see an ad for it most likely, right? And so having those ads fed back is like, yes, I want more of that. I want more styles like that. I want more books I read, books like that. So I love, I love ads a lot. But to your point, like it's so important that as business owners, we're very strategic, not just in the content we're creating, but where we are placing it. It is very, very important to place in the right places and have the right things there. Like if you're just sharing a YouTube link on Facebook, it's not even going to be able to play that video. You have to upload the video separately to YouTube and Facebook. And we can even upload videos to LinkedIn now. So just putting it up there natively on the platform, it's going to be much better than sending someone an iTunes link because I have an iPhone, but I've never used Apple iTunes and I listen to podcasts all the time. And the easier it is to make it for people, the better off. Like if you give them a list of 20 different places to listen, that's also too many options. It's like information overload. If you just give them one website, here's the only place to listen. You can listen to on other platforms if you want, but here's the one place that I'm sending you. That's going to be the easiest, straightforward. Everyone has access to the, a website. They don't have to download an app or anything special. Hopefully there's no special players that you have where they can just quickly press a button, play that video, play the audio, read a summary of what that episode's about, and then go on to the next one or do whatever they want to do. But making it easy, concise is going to really help people stick and stay and hopefully listen and continue listening. And it also makes me think of like, as business owners and with the podcast being like top of funnel, right? We've, I've been talking about this a lot on the show lately, where a podcast kind of fits in our ecosystem of business owning, right? <laughs> like where we're putting people. And so with the podcast being top of funnel, if we're sending them to Spotify and they're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, they're listening on Apple Podcasts, they're not likely to 
click on those hyperlinks to go to your website to view whatever it is that you maybe you reference a book and to go look at that. Most people don't tend to click on those. But if you send them to your website, you're automatically capturing them and you can target them with other types of content relevant to whatever it is that you are talking about, right? So in your case, if you send someone to one of your SEO podcast episodes, they get on your website, they're clicking around, they're maybe looking, you have a pop-up that comes up. I was just on your site this morning. You have a pop-up that comes up that says, here are, I believe it was 30 plus free SEO tips or tools or things like that, right? Cool. I want free SEO things because SEO is important to me as a business owner. I'm going to put in my email address. Now you have taken me further into that funnel, right? I'm not just someone who's listening on an app somewhere. It's turning those listeners into leads, turning them into people that you can nurture in more of a one-on-one space than just on an app, right? Where they're maybe listening to nine different podcasts at a time. So I think it is so important that we're being really strategic when we're sharing our podcast and making sure that we have this on our website to be able to direct people to. Do you have any examples or stories or things that you've seen when, if you have any clients who have podcasts or for yourself that have really helped and why this SEO stuff is so important? I haven't really helped my clients out too much with podcasts. That was just something on the side. So I'm doing their SEO for them. I'm like, hey, if you want more backlinks, the strategy is podcasting. So I'd get them on podcasts to get them essentially more interviews and more published sites because the more sites that you're published on, the more trust Google is going to give to you. So I'd find like one client deals with land and I'm finding websites related to real estate, land, financing, because they sell land online. They're not selling homes, but they're actually selling land. So try to find sites related to any of that stuff, mortgages, financing, farmland, agricultural land, all this stuff, beach land. It's kind of interesting site, but getting them on those sites that are related to real estate that's gotten his name out there more. He's actually got some people that found him through the podcast and getting more backlinks, which helps out the SEO to get you more traffic. So it's kind of a win-win situation for everyone. You're getting more backlinks, you're getting publicity, you're getting exposure, and the podcast host is getting some content that they can share with their audience and works really well. Even for myself, I created the podcast back in 2020 just to get backlinks for SEO because I didn't really care if people listened to my podcast initially. I just wanted to get published on other websites to get these SEO backlinks from like Spotify and iTunes and Stitcher and all these big sites. But doing it over time, people listened to it, found me through it, and wanted to use my services. So it's worked twofold where getting more traffic to my website, getting Google to rank me higher in the search engine for all my keywords, and I'm also getting people to find me organically and want to utilize my services. So Definitely works well. Not how I expected it to work, but even better than I expected it to work out. And it is a good platform to get on. Yes. Oh, it's so important too. I love that. The And it's not even just podcasts, right? Like what are some other ways that people can maybe collaborate with other similar sites or similar people in their industry? I'm thinking like guest blogging. Are there any others that you can think of? Yeah, any way to get yourself on another website, whether it's you get an interview on a website, if you're selling e-commerce physical products, you could give out free products to people so they can write reviews, share them on the website. You could offer free blogs to people and essentially give them a free blog post. You could do press releases, and but it's all about with the backlinks, getting on sites that are related to what you're doing. That's the most important thing is not just trying to be everywhere, but just trying to be on sites that are related to what you're doing. The more related 
the better. So relevancy is really important with these backlinks. If I'm on like a podcast about doctors, that might be a little strange. I mean, I might be able to share tips about how they can market themselves. But in general, if the majority of my backlinks came from doctors, Google's going to think I'm a doctor or a health-related website. So it's okay to have a couple, but if the majority of them are from obscure random sites, that's going to throw off Google's algorithm as well. So relevancy is very, very important. And that's really about being strategic with it, right? Not just being like, I'm just going to test out everything and try everything. Like you really have to put in purpose and thought into this beyond just being like, hey, Google likes this. Let's try it out. <laughs> like you have to actually be intentional with it. So you mentioned keywords a few times and you mentioned like not putting a bunch of keywords in. I'm thinking like keyword stuffing your blog posts, keyword stuffing your titles, keyword stuffing your podcast descriptions, things like that. How would someone go about trying to find keywords if they're like, okay, you're saying keywords and I maybe understand what you're saying, but what does it mean? And how do I figure out what maybe some good keywords are for me? Yeah, a keyword is whatever somebody searches on Google or whatever platform. So if they're searching for one word or five words or 20 words or whatever they search in there, that's a keyword or keywords. So if it's five words, that's essentially that keyword that someone's or keyword phrase that someone is searching for. And you want to make sure that you put the right keywords in your content. That way people find you when searching because making little changes like making a singular or plural or using a synonym for a keyword could have a big impact on how many people search for that keyword. Like I do classes for SEO and SEO classes gets about a thousand searches a month, but SEO training gets about like 5,000 searches every single month. So if I was like, I want to rank for my classes, I'm like, maybe I should rank for SEO training or SEO training classes to try to incorporate all those keywords in there without repeating yourself. And then I figure out, is class going to get me more search volume or classes, the plural or the singular, because each one's going to be different. And there's, depending on what platform you're on, it's going to be different tools. But if you're trying to rank your website on Google, Google has a free tool called the Google Keyword Planner. And it'll let you do keyword research and figure out how many people actually search for that keyword every single month. So you can put one or two keywords in there. It's going to give you a list of hundreds of variations of keywords that are related to what that keyword is, show you how many people search for that keyword. And then you can figure out which ones look good, have buyer intent, are relevant to what you're doing, because you don't want to just pick any keyword. You don't want to just find the one that has the most search volume, because that's probably going to be a really generic word, like the word SEO. It's going to get a lot of search volume, but what does SEO mean? Yeah. There's no intent behind it. It could mean so many different things. So SEO could be like, what is SEO? How do I do SEO? How do I be become an SEO expert? I mean, what's the salary of someone that does SEO? It's a lot of different things versus SEO classes. Less people are going to be searching for it, but there's intent behind it that they want to learn. So SEO classes, less search volume, but more buyer intent. And the more words in that keyword, the less people are going to be searching for it. But the more intent behind it, because it gets really granular. And if you focus on like you're selling tennis shoes, that's good. But it's not really the most targeted keyword versus if someone's searching for men's tennis shoes, size 10, color white, they know exactly what they're looking for. And if you have those keywords on your page and a product with that, those keywords on it, that's going to be really relevant to Google and that person searching. So doing keyword research is going to be different for every platform. I know YouTube has its own keyword research tool. And I'm not sure about other platforms like Spotify. I don't think they really have keyword research tools, but I don't think gotta, Spotify knows what it's doing yeah, half the time. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to give that information out. But if there are, because every platform is different. So the way people search on Google, it's going to be different on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Amazon, on all these platforms. So you just have to, the best is research competitors, find your competitors, see what they're doing by just going in 
and searching for your keywords and looking at the title. And that's where almost everyone puts their keywords. So if you go onto YouTube, search for your keywords, you can see the video titles and you can see what trends you see. Is everyone using the singular version or plural version? Like what's going on? You can look for patterns. Same with Google. Google is the easiest where you search on Google. And that blue clickable link is called the SEO title tag. And that's where everyone puts their keywords. And that's where you can look at your competitors and see what they're utilizing in there and try to incorporate what's working or what you think is relevant. But don't just copy verbatim. Check them out using the Google Keyword Planner or other tools that will let you do keyword research. There's paid tools as well, but Google gives you a free one. So I would use a free one from Google because it's free. It's from Google. It's not some third-party data or anything like that. And that's going to be the best. So one of the starting points is figuring out what keywords you want to put and rank for before you just throw some content up there. You want to try to be strategic about these keywords and try to find ones that have search volume, but also have buyer intent that you're going to want to hopefully utilize your product or service or whatever you're talking about and promoting in that episode. Yeah, that's so important. Marrying that buyer intent with the search, right? Because you want them to go to your site with the intention to get somewhere in that buying funnel, right? So I love that so much. You have classes, like you mentioned, you have free resources, you have webinars regularly. Where can people go to access all of that stuff if they're like, I need more help, I need more support? Let's get some resources for them. Let's actually create a gift for everybody. If they go to my website at seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. They can find that there along with my contact information and a bunch of classes I've done over the years. I've thrown up for free so they can watch those anytime. And also if they want to book some time on my calendar, I'm happy to check out their website for free from an SEO point of view and see what's working, what's not working and how to get them to that level that they want to be at. And they can book some time on my calendar there as well for free. Perfect. Thank you so much, Brandon. This has been really informative and hopefully people can use what you're saying because it is so important as we head into the future of podcasting. Searching is the number one, one of the number one ways that people are finding new shows. So it's important that we are utilizing these optimizations to ensure our podcast is searchable. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.lotti. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.